The Andromeda Ward used to air at 4.30am on BBC Radio 4. Only six episodes of this paranormal hospital melodrama were ever broadcast. Some consider this a tragedy. In 2015, several of the original cast and crew of the Andromeda Ward agreed to be interviewed for a proposed documentary about the series. The documentary ultimately failed to meet its crowdfunding goal, and the interviews languished on the producer's hard drive until being released on YouTube in 2019, where they have received 42 collective views to date. Oh, well, darling, we're all improvisers at heart, aren't we? Um, it was it was an odd experience, you know, because I'd really, uh, really grown to love Nancy. She was a um, uh, grassroots type of person, you know, salt of the earth, working class. Um, but she was useful. She was hardworking and she had grown to earn the respect of, you know, surgeons and doctors and and everything. And um I was surprised to find out that that she had a a backstory and quite such a dramatic backstory and I, I have to say I very much enjoyed the challenge of sort of what's what do they say Ret- retconning is that I hope that's the correct phrase um character traits that I developed in in Nancy uh to to make sense with the uh, the past she's had so yes a lovely dramatic turn I very much enjoy the meat that it gave me to play with the biggest diva if you'd asked me during the the first season I I would have said riff hands down but Dante characters turned up definitely called something else before so I mean, i'd have to go with with dante and she like any any hint you, you get to the a of her name and she's going ah, 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 no no dante darlings dante darlings she's been strutting around like she owns the place ever since unbelievable well i just think uh we are currently living in a society where people have this obsession with other people's lives and what's going on with them. I understand, of course, everyone's just, uh, um, you know, uh, putting on a show on things like the Instagram or the gram, <laughs> as the youngins call it, um, and the Facebooks and the TikToks and all that. So I understand, of course, um, curiosity and, and wanting to know. But you see, as an actor, I feel that ultimately I am asking audiences to walk into a theatre or turn on a radio or their television and watch me bringing these characters to life. And I feel that if they had more information about um, little old me, the actor, that would get in the way. Um, I am so ultimately irrelevant and um, frankly boring as a human being. There's really nothing special about me at all. So I think that I'd uh, say, uh, ignore the press. It's it's rarely a good source of um, real news anymore. 
thing you've got to understand about working with with anti with with BBC is that it is like a a a, a brain with many heads it speaks with many voices and many tongues and the the challenge for a creator for a director for an an author with a story to tell is to know which of them tongues and them heads to listen to and, and and which to tune out and and cut off in fact but sometimes when you uh, when you cut off a head three more grow in their place so the challenge really of working with bbc is uh hacking away at the, at its heads and that's just a continual issue Okay. Do I enjoy playing a different character every week? Um, Of course I do. Um, I really enjoy the challenge. I think all of our audience very much enjoys seeing me demonstrate my whole range of accents and emotions and um, everybody always gives me, they run up to me in the street and give me so much praise for my my dramatic dying monologues that I'm known for in my other work. So I'm sure everybody's going to be thrilled to see plenty more of those in this show. I mean, hear them, of course. <laughs> well, as I, I, I believe I've gone on record many times, I don't really like to 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 talk much about you know the family. I, I you know I am I am a Redgrave um, on my mother's side, you know. Auntie Vanessa, as well, it's got a half auntie, three times removed. But you know, we we call her, or I call her auntie. Uh, there's, there's a couple of times when I I met her, and uh, and you know, I I think the it gets blown out of proportion of the press. This whole not being remembered. I mean, there was that one time they called security at the family gathering and had me injected, but I I was assured afterwards that was just a kind of a funny prank. Um, you know, and 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 I I often think that it's it's a being a red grave isn't about um, about the recognition uh, such it's uh, it's about what you do with the art and uh, well I think my body of work speaks for itself and uh, I'm sure I'm sure the rest of the uh, the dynasty uh, would would agree when they take my phone calls well I do like to consider myself a uh an actor of the people. I, uh, I've walked many roads in my life before becoming professional. Uh, I know people, I know, I know different worlds, and I do pride myself very much on being able to authentically uh, portray many different backgrounds and uh, voices. Um, <laughs> however, there is a, is a, a one moment I remember it was quite a few years back. It was a small studio performance, uh, only attended by a very select audience. Uh, we were we were performing selected passages from Chekhov, um, and the role that I was playing I was playing many roles, but the voice that I had been instructed to give was of a a gritty uh, northern, hardworking mother. But I'm afraid I'd taken a break from Panto <laughs> to do this studio performance. And uh, <laughs> I was distracted. And halfway through, uh, I slipped into um, 
the, the the is the giant monkey behind me or not routine um and i found it absolutely hilarious but i'm afraid that afterwards i was given quite the word from the producer and i don't think i'm likely to work with him again i mean you know it's all very uh, fine and dandy when um, certain American actors send um, used condoms and dead rats to their fellow cast members in the name of method. Uh, but when a, you know, polite uh, British actress happens to walk into a writer's room of a major show in an American television channel, everyone freaks out, you know? Oh, you know how the Yankees are. They're afraid of everything. I mean, I'm just an actor. What am I going to do? Blow them up. <laughs> um, but yes, apparently our lovely cousins across the pond are not very um, fond of um, that approach when 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 it affects them so there might have been a time when i um you know infiltrated a couple of of, of writers rooms uh which was not appreciated um i do believe their response was a little bit um out of uh, not context but perhaps a, a bit more intense that was really absolutely necessary i really think banning me from traveling to the united states for the rest of all time is a little bit over the top but, you know, we make do. We make do. Um, I'm still committed to my craft and I, I feel I will never stop striving for excellence in anything I do, even if, you know, others do not understand my methodology. <clears throat> I mean, you've got to understand that uh, in Ron's visionary way of thinking, like I was really going to be the star power of the of the production, I think, you know. Everyone knows Judd, the voice, Talisker, of course. Um, so, really, I wasn't nervous to be working with anyone, but oh, that Riff Redgrave, though, once we got on set, he's a, he's a powerful physical presence. It's uh, it's quite intimidating sometimes. Uh, but, you know, he's a, he's a pussycat, really. But the, the the history of uh, of me and the Bond franchise goes uh, is a long and arduous one, and um, I'd like to make it uh, very clear from the off that uh, the that that uh, the, the Big P and I are still very good friends. Piers and I speak often, uh, and he was he was terribly sweet about it. Actually, when when uh, when the 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 the, uh, the, the swap happened, uh, he 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 rang me. Was, very kind. Um, even uh, it took a few notes from me on on uh, on his performance uh, in the uh, in the latter films. Completely changed the way he uh, held his little Nokia phone in that bit with the car. Uh, that was me. Um, but yes, uh, the, the reason why I, um, I, I I I I don't know. I I think some sometimes. We, we just don't uh, gel with, with the character. And I, I really feel perhaps Bond just needed more arrogance, you know? And I, I just couldn't bring that to the role. And, you know, I'm fine with that. I honestly am. I have a lot of other things I uh, I bring, a lot of them, really. But arrogance, I think I just, I, I, I think I just found where my talent just like, drops off a cliff, really. And um, and all, all of the greatest actors know that he's out there. And I, I just happened to find mine. And I'm thankful for that realisation every day. 
my favorite death in um in my whole career was probably the uh, the second film I ever made actually um it was set on a lopsided spaceship and I managed to save all the crew by jumping out and hurtling myself towards a 15 foot blue octopus alien and just poking him really hard in the eye and then he gobbled me up and then I burst through and that took all of the oxygen I had left and I just drifted away. It was really, really poetic actually for a B-movie comedy. But I, yeah, I'm really glad that I could bring some pathos to that project. Now, it's, it's not in my nature to, uh, to discuss the, the meaning behind my work. I'm very much the sort of director the sort of writer who wants to put the work out there and for people to find the meaning in it. If I, ha- if I tell people the message that it's trying to get across, if I have to do that, then the work itself is, is a failure. Uh, if people, but, then, but then people do, even, if, even when I know, I know the work stands by itself. I know that what I wanted to get across with it comes across crystal clear. I still get fans at conventions coming up to me saying, Ron, Ron Barnes, what did you mean by this scene? Ron Barnes, what was the moral behind this episode? People just want their hands held about these sort of things. They don't have the the courage of their convictions to to interpret work for themselves and and to, to feel like they have understood it. They want confirmation from creator. So, I don't like to answer this question. However, I understand that it is something that people ask. So I will tell you, the moral centre of the Andromeda Award, the reason that I made that programme in first place, what I wanted to get across from it was, it's important to be yourself. This has been the Lost Andromeda Ward Christmas Special, a studio production from Merely Role Players, starring Matt Boothman as Ron Barnes and Julian Smurmbling, Helen Stratton as Hetty Braithwaite playing Jemima Jones, Chris McLennan as Judd Talisker playing Reese Haplock, radiologist, Ellen Gould as Avril Sterling Bow playing Nancy Kent, Strat as Riff Redgrave playing Brett Buckingham, and Marta De Silva as Arizona Muse, aka Dante, playing SD Nim. The theme music is by Alexander Pankhurst, and the episode was edited and produced by Matt Boothman. We were playing The Andromeda Ward, a role-playing game by Chloe Mashter, illustrated by Gerald McDermott, and supplemented by the script change toolbox by Bo Yaga Sheldon. Merely Role Players is a Foggy Outline production in association with Blackshaw Theatre Company. Until next time, if drama be the food of life, play on!
<laughs> and playing with meat. Meat to play with. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> we've already had a, we've had a slimy, vibrating pen. And now, <laughs> now we've got meat to play with. 